All right, you got this, Mike. You had a great time. She had a great time. You were funny. You were charming. She is totally into you. All right, time to lock this thing in with the perfect follow-up text. All right, here we go. Just something simple, nothing crazy. All right, how about... Hey. That's not bad. Maybe a little too casual. Uh, you're the fun guy, remember? Gotta keep that up. Funny Mike, okay. Uh, be a little more excited. Maybe like, uh... Hey! Ugh, too much. Nope, dial it back, Captain Capslock. Uh, how about... Hey, you... Nope, that's a little creepy. Sounds like you're in a tree outside her window. Okay, don't overthink this dude. Just something simple, easy. Uh, something like, tonight? Ooh, that's solid, uh-huh. Little emoji chaser there to cap it off. Boom, perfect. Quick spell check and send. All right. Just make sure it went through. Okay, delivered, all right. Uh, does she have her phone off, maybe? It's not that late. It's <gasps> There we go. She got it. Read at 1024. Love that thing. All right, here's the response. Why is she responding? Ah, oh, boy. Yeah, I knew it. The emoji was too much. I knew it. Dang it, Mike. You should have just said, hey, stupid. <gasps> nope, there she is. Yes, all right. Okay, all right, we're fine. Relax, just uh, see what she's going to say. Go from there. Okay. Still typing, okay? Hmm. All right, so she's the texter. That's cool. I mean, I don't blame her. It's going to take some time to sum up everything she just experienced, right? <laughs> Nope, something's up. Something's up. This is too long. Ah, I know what this is. Yep, she's letting me down easy. Well, just bought a one-way ticket to the friend zone. All aboard. Ah, all right, would you just end it? Come on, just get it over with. Send it, please. End it. Come on. Totally. What does that even mean? With a period? Why would you not put an exclamation point? <laughs> I feel like tonight was an exclamation point kind of night. And why did that take you so long to type? Are you typing with your toes? Uh, hold up. It's a double text. She got me with the whole double text. Okay, relax. It's fine. All right, let's just see what she says. Go from there. I had fun too. Yes! Oh, I knew it. She had fun too. I knew it. Okay, she's crazy about you, dude. You're golden. All right, okay. All right, we're back in this. Let's see, uh, make a joke. You're funny, remember? Okay. How about, I had fun three. That's stupid. That stupid. Okay, now, she already knows you're funny, dude. Let her see your serious side. Yeah, say something smooth, like, uh, next time will be even more fun. Yeah, very nice. Well done. Here's the response. What? Are you serious? Mike, you brilliant, beautiful man, you've done it. You got her. This is amazing. Uh, okay. Time to land the plane. Here we go. Uh, wow. I don't know what to say. I love you too. I knew you were perfect for me as soon as I saw you. 
I know we're moving really fast, but this feels so right. <sighs> oh, come on! It's hard to watch, wasn't it? Do any of you get secondhand embarrassment? I get secondhand embarrassment when like somebody is doing something like a, like a Michael Scott moment on The Office, like where it's like super cringy, and you, you just are embarrassed from, for them from afar. Does anybody else get that way? Like, oh, like I can't even watch you go through this right now. Uh, you know what? I have no hard time believing that that is something that would happen to Casey. Word for word. I don't even have a hard time believing that. Well, thank you, Casey, and thank you, Pastor Dan, for putting that whole thing together for us. Truth of the matter is this. Today we hit number two of the Relationship Status Series, and we are talking about communication. And the fact of the matter is, no matter which box you are checking, one thing is true. Healthy communication is hard. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. It's the truth. Seems like it's getting harder and harder, too, to, to take what's trapped in your head and to get it to, to filter correctly and come out of your mouth. It seems like it just is getting harder, not easier, right? And it's not easier once you get married. It's like once you get married, it gets even harder to do it right, doesn't it? And so today we're going to talk about that. Last week, we talked about being selfless. We stepped on some toes. I hope that you were prepared for that for another three weeks, because that's what, where we're headed for the next, for, for today and two more weeks. We're just really going to hit this hard. And so today I want to talk to you about, about the, the idea of communication, healthy communication in whatever relationship you're in. If you're married, how do you, how do, you do it in a healthy manner? If you're dating, how do, you, how do you communicate in a healthy manner? If you are single, how do you do it in a, in, a, in a healthy manner? Even if it's just, how do I do this with my family, my, my children, my, my friends? How do I communicate? And so we're going to talk about no matter which box you're checking, there's, there's, there's a healthy way to communicate and an unhealthy way. Agreed? And so I want to give a prologue. And uh, a prologue is kind of like, how many of you guys have ever read a book before? Okay, good job. All right. Good job. We're off to a good start. Something that has always annoyed me about books is in the intro or the prologue or, or like that, that, that kind of like the first three pages that they want you to read, but it's not a part of the first chapter. And I'm like, bro, if it was important enough, it'd be in a chapter. <laughs> but like you've made this subdivision of chapters called a prologue that's like not as important as everything else, but I'm still supposed to read it. You know what I'm talking about? So I'm going to throw one of those on to onto this message before we really get into it. And so when it comes to the idea of communicating, I just want to throw this out. Do it! Do it. It's a good thing, right? If you're married, communicate. If you're dating, communicate. If you are friends, communicate. It doesn't matter. Do it. Agreed? Some of you are like, I've been praying for this message I just want to challenge you, don't elbow your spouse or the person you're dating too hard when you want them to hear this, okay? 
I know that some of you right away are going to come up with an excuse, and that is, but PT, I'm just not good at communicating. How many of you thought to yourself right away, yep, that's where I'm at. I'm just not good at this. Usually, I'll be honest, usually sometimes it comes free with testosterone, right? But, but, um, but, but in some marriages, the husband's better than the wife, but many of you would say, I'm not good at communicating, and so here's my reply. It's time to get over that, sweet pea. Fact of the matter is, you wouldn't use that excuse for anything else. When you're trying to learn how to ride a bike, if you wreck it one time as a kid, you say, I'm just not good at riding bikes, I'm never going to ride again. No, you get back on, you keep falling, you keep getting back up, you keep getting better, right? If you try to sport for the first time, look, I'm going to guess that if you're a golfer, I never throw out golf references. It's not par for me. <laughs> uh, where are you at, Matt, when I need you? Uh, if you're a golfer, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, if, you're, if you try for the first time and you shank it hard right, you don't drop it and say, I'm never doing this again. No, you get better at it, right? And the fact of the matter is, 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 so often we try to do that. Like for me in seventh grade, when I was learning to play middle school football, you've heard me talk about football, right? You've heard me talk about coaching. I got to play a little bit of college ball. One thing you probably haven't heard me talk about is what I look like as a football player in the seventh grade. Wow. I was a beach ball with arms, first of all. Have you ever seen a Christmas story, Randy, where like his arms are permanently stuck like this, but it's because he wears a coat? For me, it was my arms were stuck like this because my parents force-fed me ho-hos my entire life, right? So, thanks, Mom and Dad. Anyway, so I, I started, I, I thought, you know, I'm a big kid, and I'm really, really good at backyard football. Maybe I'll play. And so I get there, and man, I was horrible. Did you know they make you run and practice <laughs> and do things? Have you ever heard of hit or what they call up-downs now or down-ups? Oh, those are straight from the pits of hell. And I remember, I, I, I suddenly developed asthma. They called it athletic asthma. It turns out I was just out of shape. And I remember, like, I would be running, like, they'd make you run this whole track. It was like, it took forever. And I remember, I got halfway, and I stopped, and, and this is how I spent most of my seventh grade year in football. And I got up and I yelled, I need my asthma thing. Look, if you can yell that, you don't need it. Keep running. You laugh at my pain, but this is where I was. I had my coach. Here's how old I am. My coach, this last year, one of, one of my coaches, so when I was in seventh grade, the guy who was coaching me, I coached with his son this year. That's a whole new feeling old right there. I coached a second generation. I coached a kid whose dad I also coached. That made, that'll do it too, right? And so uh, my coach said to me one time in seventh grade, he actually said these words, Garrett, if you'll get as low tackling as you do when you're puking, you might become a ball player someday. <laughs> True story. 
I just, I really wished that his son would say that to my son and bring it back full circle. But Gavin is way better than I was at his age. Way better. But I didn't stay there. I got better. Because you can't stay there. You have to get better. Whatever you're going to put your hand to, you can't quit just because you're not good at it. And some of you are like starting to realize some things about yourself. Oh my gosh, I quit everything when I'm not good at it. If it doesn't come naturally to me, I quit. Bang! So someone just had like a, a moment where they just realized some things about themselves. But we don't do that. Communication, we make an excuse. Well, I'm just not good at that, so I'm not going to do it. But you don't do it with anything else, right? So here's my thing. Do it. Because good communication makes everything better. Bad communication makes everything worse. Do we agree with that? Okay. So that is the why. Let's talk about the how. What are some things that we should communicate? I like alliteration. So I'm going to give you three eyes that we need to communicate. Okay? And then we're out of here. I promise. I won't keep you long. The first one that you have to communicate, no matter which box you're checking, you have to communicate your intentions. Now, here's what I mean by that. It's good for everything, but especially if you're the person dating, you need to communicate your intentions. Do we agree with that? Truth is this. Intentions will always be discovered. Do you agree with that statement? It'll always come to the light. It'll always, it'll always find its way to the forefront. Our intentions will always be discovered. In fact, it's a, it's a biblical principle, and Jesus is talking about it, and he's he says this, but, it, but it, really, it, really, it really makes sense for the context that we're talking in. He says, let no one, uh, no one, when he has a lamp lit, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed. He's talking about his witness here, but here's what he says. But sets it on a lampstand with all who, all who see it may enter and see the light. Check this out. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be made known and come to light. Understand this. Your intentions will come to light. Not if, but when. Do we agree? If you're dating someone and you want to just have fun but not get serious, you probably should say that, right? If you're looking for a husband, probably shouldn't lead with that at the handshake, <laughs> right? Hi, I'm Sherry. I'm looking to get married. Pfft, I'm out. I'll see you later, Right? Man, there's a hole, there's a there's a, a man-sized hole in the wall that just tried to get out of the building. Don't lead with that. Don't do it. I beg you. But the fact of the matter is, is both God and our actions have a way of revealing our intentions. And if you're gonna date, how many, how many do we have here? We got some young people, right? You guys are. You guys are some, some of, somebody's, somebody's going to lose a bet and date one of you boys. I promise it's going to happen. Right? I'm sorry. Gavin's like, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> if you are dating somebody and they're thinking dating for them is marriage practice, but you, you're just having fun until you move on to somebody else, you need to communicate. You need to tell them your intentions. It also is a context of, of the marriage that works as well there because it's important that we communicate our intentions before we exhibit our actions. Did you hear that? 
Husbands, wives, did you hear that? It's important that you communicate your intentions before you exhibit your actions. Here's what I mean. Your spouse should never find out what you're thinking you're going to do when you do it. Right? Now, we're not talking like small things, like, you know, getting McDonald's for breakfast. Like, you don't, I don't know, Megan, Megan and I, we tell each other everything, but I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But like, you want to know something that's always irked me? Those Lexus commercials around Christmas time. Right? Show me, show me the picture. Where the husband or the wife, either one, it's a nice little box under the tree. It's the last gift. They give it to their spouse. They open it up, and it's a key. And they're like, well, what is this key to? It's a key to the brand-new Lexus sitting out in our driveway with a big red bow on it. And they're so surprised, and they're so grateful. My husband bought me a Lexus. Oh, I am so happy. Did I pull that off? Was it pretty decent? Yeah. That's not real life, y'all. You and I both know if one of you put a key to a Lexus in a box, put it under your tree, and there's one sitting in your driveway, and you didn't talk to them about it, you know it's not going to be a fun Christmas. (laughs) Your wife's going to walk outside and be like, how the heck do you expect we're going to pay for this? You couldn't talk to me? Johnny's got to get braces. What were you thinking? Well, I thought you'd like it. Yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. Take it back. Right? Your spouse should never find out your intentions after the action. It's a whole lot better if you say, baby, I was thinking, maybe for Christmas, I'd buy you a Lexus. And she'd say, you're an idiot. Pay the gas bill. right? But I guarantee you this has happened. Someone's watching that commercial and they're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy my wife a Lexus. Mistake. Don't do it. And I'm not going to tell her about it. It's just going to be sitting there. She's going to be blown away. Well, somebody may get blown away. Well, that may be taking it a little far. (laughs) Communicate your intentions for the love of all that's pure and holy, especially when you're making the big decisions. Amen? You come home and your wife has completely started dismantling your basement because she's going to make it her, her new scrapbooking room. But she never talked to you about that. Are you going to be happy? No, because you were planning on taking down a wall to make your media room, right? Communicate your intentions. Do we agree? I think we may have just saved a marriage or two just now. I promise if you do the things we're saying here, I promise you, I promise you, it's going to save you pain, fighting, and regret. I promise. (laughs) Then you can get the tattoo that says no regrets because you won't have any, right? Next one. This is important, and I'm just going to be 100% with you. I, I completely pulled this from a message I've done in the past because it's so important that you hear these principles from what I'm about to tell you. I want you to communicate. So you communicate your intentions. The next thing, communicate your interactions. This is big, and I'm going to talk about it 
in great detail and, and four things that you always, four interactions you need to communicate. But if you look at Ephesians chapter 4, 15, it says this, but speaking the truth in love, it's absolutely imperative that you do that, that we may grow into all things who is the head Christ. If we want that kind of marriage, that kind of relationship, that kind of friendship that grows, you want to do this. Communicate your interactions. I'm going to give you four things that should never be hidden from your spouse or the person you're dating. Are you ready? Four things right now. Here we go. Number one, clock. Number two, content. Number three, cash. And number four, conversation. These things, these interactions should never be hidden from your spouse. You want to, we're going to delve deeper into that, okay? Some of you are going to get married someday. This is great advice. If you start practicing this now, I promise you, it's going to be good. We should always communicate our interactions. And Dan, Pastor Dan and I, we, I heard this on a, on a leadership thing that I heard Dave Ramsey talking about, and, and we throw this verbiage around a lot in the office, especially myself and Pastor Dan, we say these words a lot. To be unclear is to be unkind, right? And so it's important that we're clear. Clear on what we've done with our clock, what we've done with content, what we've done with our cash, and what we've done with conversation. So when you don't do that, something actually happens. When you decide, I'm not going to be forthright, you're doing one of two things. Either you just aren't communicating well because you're just not doing a good job, or you're actively hiding. Both of those things are a problem right? Husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, single person, you've got to be able to do these. Agreed? Let's talk about it in a marriage context. Can we do that? Can we kind of focus on the marriage for a minute? When we aren't clear with those things, we force our spouse to draw their own conclusions and I will tell you this, when you force your spouse to draw their own conclusion, they never land on the healthy conclusion. You hear me? When you force your spouse to draw their own conclusion about what you've been doing with your time, your finances, the, what you're looking at online or watching on TV or, or the people you're talking to, when you force them to come to their own conclusions, they will never choose the healthy conclusion. They will always have you doing the worst possible thing you can do, right? In their head, it will get worse. In their head, they will paint the scenario. So instead of causing them to paint the scenario in their own head of what you're doing, here's an idea. Tell them. It's silent in here. Is this brand new information? Has nobody told you this before? Mother of all that's pure and holy. So here we go. Let's talk about the first part of it. Time unaccounted for equals behavior unaccounted for. Your spouse, person you're dating, should never have to wonder where you've been. Right? They should never have to wonder how you've spent your time. If you can't, like with, with Megan, when I get home, she, she knows anyway because we have Life360. Boy, boy, it's really hard to, to, to like hide anything. You want to go shopping for your spouse to buy them a Lexus in, in secret? 
Good luck doing that when you got Life 360 on your phone. Fact of the matter is, if you can't paint for your spouse what you did in a block of time, you are, you are showing them that the time that I haven't accounted for gives you a reason to be suspicious that I have behavior that I can't account for as well. Do you hear me? Does it make sense? If you can't detail what you've done with your time, then you can't detail what you've done with your behavior. And if you can't do that, it's either because you're just not good at it and you got to learn to get better or because you're doing something that lacks integrity and you need to change it now. Right? Yeah, it's kind of quiet in here. I wonder why it's kind of quiet in here. I, all I see is elbows flying, dude. That's all I see. <laughs> the next one. Got to be careful what you, what you look at. You got to communicate your content. Content worth erasing is content not worth viewing. If you don't want your significant other whether it's your husband your wife or somebody you're dating to be upset at what we're looking at online then we probably shouldn't look at it online and if it worries you that much that you start that we're deleting things then we probably need to figure out how to not look at it agreed all right that one's pretty easy we'll get off of that one there should never be unaccounted for cash you don't look convinced there you know, there was like the, this, there was this time where like the, 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 the breadwinner of the home, like their, their support at home, the person who's probably raising their kids and taking, every, taking care of everything, didn't know how much they were making per hour and, and stuff like that. You, they don't know what I make. That's a load. Because when you put a ring on that finger, you said, I'm going to trust you with every aspect of my life. So I'm gonna, I need to be forthright in what I'm spending as well. You guys are looking at me like, why are we on this? Can we please get off of it? Here's why. And, I, and I've never been one. Have you heard me preach about money? Nope. We just trust that you're going to be faithful. And you are. Thank you so much. Fact of the matter is, though, how we spend our money informs what's important to us. Right? So if you look at how you spent your money... And the whole thing just says beef jerky? Your name's probably Terry Garrett. For those of you who are new, that's, I'm, that's my name. I'm Terry Garrett. Okay. I, ha I heard one time, somebody handed somebody some money, and he goes, this is my she money. Money she don't know about. I was like, you're going to be limping before the end of the day. <laughs> because the truth is, if you're willing to hide that, what else are you willing to hide? Right? Use the crutch. Use, you got both of them. You might as well take both of them. We love you, buddy. In case you're wondering how I do things, you can either completely ignore things or you can have lots of fun with it. I'm never going to ignore it. 
something goes wrong with a microphone, I'm not going to just pretend that it's going, everything's going fine. We're going to have fun, right? So Malachi, thank you for that. Use your crutches. That's what he gets for kicking Tyler in the face, breaking his foot. Here's the last one. No unaccounted for conversation. To me, this is at the top of the list. No unaccounted for conversation. If you're talking to people, but you don't want your spouse to know, you already have a problem. If you are erasing conversations after they have it, after you have it, because you don't want your spouse to think you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, then you're already doing something you shouldn't be doing. Your spouse should know whatever apps you have on your phone and your spouse should have your spouse shouldn't have the password they should have the thumbprint you know what i'm saying or do they do thumbprints anymore i think it's face now is it face the face id so megan can grab my phone whenever she wants and look at whatever she wants and do you know what i ask her i say do you have any questions about anything that you just looked at I don't know where we got this idea that there is no need for transparency in our relationships, that when our spouse grabs our phone that we need to freak out and say, give me that back. Now, some of you ladies, I know, you don't care what your husband looks at. You don't care what what your husband sees when he looks at your phone as long as he doesn't look at Amazon and what you've bought. (laughs) Right? Because right now he's buying the lies that those boxes just accidentally showed up. <laughs> but, but your spouse should be able to grab your phone and look at whatever you're looking at. Look at all the conversations you're having. And if you're not okay with that, you really need to ask yourself why. How am I doing, four Sierras? Am I doing Okay. Okay. All right. Mike, Carolyn, you guys good so far with what I got? Okay. All right. They're the ones who are handling our marriage. So as long as they're happy with what I'm saying, we're good with it. Allow your spouse access to your phone to see all your conversation. What are you worried about? If you're being who you're supposed to be, you shouldn't worry about them looking at your texts or your instant messages. And if you got hidden apps, then you shouldn't be doing that either. Man, let me get off this soapbox here in a second. If we want great relationships, we have to communicate. We've got to communicate our intentions. We've got to communicate our interactions. And finally, and this one's a big one, you thought I stepped on your toes earlier. Are you ready? We've got to communicate our incompleteness. And you may be wondering, what on earth does that mean? First of all, let me just say this. I'm not saying that you're not a whole person on your own, okay? Because I can see some of our ladies, I don't need no man. Okay. I feel you, sister. I feel you. But when God created us, he created us what? Male and female, right? And a godly marriage is when a man and a woman come together and they come together as one, Right? That is the biblical definition of marriage. If I just offended you, you need to look in the word and not look at me. Okay? Right? So, here's the deal. Here's the deal. 
It's not that you're a half a person and they're a half a person. It is two whole people that came together, but you do complete yourself. You, nope, strike that, reverse it. You do complete each other, right? Like Jerry Maguire style, you complete me, shut up, you had me at hello. You know what I'm saying? Like you complete each other. But we're so afraid to admit that we need that person. You look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12 says, Though one may be overpowered by another, two with, can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. One man, one woman, the presence of God creates a strong marriage that doesn't get broken. Right? Agreed? Okay. This is God's plan, but it's important that you understand this fact. You may be one whole person, but that person completes you and you need them. Look, I have a lot of strengths and abilities, and I also have a lot of deficits, and you do not need convinced of that. You already know. But where I lack, Megan is great. I'm the, I'm the people guy. I'm the people guy. So when we're out with people, I handle the people. That's what I do. She, she's the systems and the, and, the, and the organization person because when I, when I try and do that, I remember I tried, what I try and shop for one time, like a, a Christmas thing that I tried it for here at the church and Sierra and Megan were both like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you trying to figure out Christmas decorations? Go talk to somebody and let us go do that. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. So I'm going to talk about something important that both the man and the woman need to need to understand because if all that's true the case is it's important that we communicate where we need help right and there's where we're, what we're afraid to do people have been married to their spouse for decades but they're still afraid to admit to admit that they have a weakness and they need help Men, we're going to talk about you for a minute. I'm sure you're ready and excited for that. Men, it's okay to admit where you are weak and that you need your wife. Did you hear that? It's okay to admit that your wife, that you are struggling and need her help. In fact, the Bible says that God said it's not good that man should be alone, that he would give a helper that's what God gave you. He gave you a gift. It's healthier to be transparent than it is to be tough. Take a picture of that one and tweet it. It is healthier to be transparent than it is to be tough. What is it with us, guys? Does it come free with the testosterone that we... We just want to show the world how tough we are. We do it with injuries all the time, right? You get a... Actually, Malachi is not really on crutches. He's been a running illustration this whole time. No, perfect. That was, well, I'm, I'm, prou I'm proud of you. Men, explain to me 
And I've done this. This isn't me making fun of you. This is me making fun of us. Men, explain to me how you can have surgery. I had surgery on my shoulder, right? They had to cut out my bicep tendon, re-anchor it to my bone, and then cut out part of my clavicle. You know what I did the next day? I got up and I folded laundry with one hand because I wanted my wife to see how tough I was. But I get a paper cut and it's game over. Oh gosh, nothing has ever hurt this bad. Right? You have surgery. You have surgery. I, I remember, Dan, I'm calling you out. I'm just, he was in the hospital having heart things. And he's like, well, you know, I'll be back in work in 15 minutes. And they're all like, no, you're not. He's like, no, I'm going to be fine. I'll be running a marathon tomorrow by three. <laughs> we, get, we, we, we do that, but then when we get a cold, it's all over. There's a phrase for it. It's called the man cold. And there's actually, there's actually steps. And I'm going to let you see what they are for your viewing pleasure. Check it out. What? Why can't I drink out of this? You're sick? It's fine. I don't get sick. Sickness is a state of mind. You just say, I don't get sick, and then you don't get sick. <coughs> Wanna know my secret? Apple a day. Lots of vitamin C. What do you mean did I wash it? Why would I wash it? Probably wash away the vitamin C. Mind over matter. I don't get sick. <coughs> Ooh, I'm lightheaded. Just gotta push through. <coughs> I can't get sick. I got all this work to do. I gotta work on my work. Gotta work on my work. Got too much work to do. Who's gonna work on my work? Not sick. Oh, geez, babe. Paul's got all of his leaves picked up. Can't sit down. I gotta take care of these leaves. Ugh. Just gonna push through. Ugh. Ugh. I'm dying. <laughs> Feel like I got hit by a truck, like a 350 diesel. <laughs> I need some soup with crackers. Babe! I need Sprite and crackers. Kids, shut up. Stop being kids. Whenever I was sick as a child, my mom would always get me Sprite and crackers. So, can you give me some Sprite and crackers? I need more blankets. Space heater. I need less blankets. Cold compress. Can you give me a warm washcloth? I can't find the remote. I've been watching Bluey all day. Hey, Mom. Feel pretty awful. Yeah, I told her about Sprite and crackers. She's gonna get me some, yeah. Babe! I need Sprite and crackers! Ah, I feel better. That only took me 12 hours. I feel like a spring chicken. Back to work. Outdoor kitchen's not gonna finish itself. About 14. That's plum, that slaps. Sounds good. Yeah, that is plum. Yeah, I'll take uh, two dozen hot wings, please. Some of those garlic fries, two liter Mountain Dew. Uh, oh, and some of those cinnamon swirl stuff. Do you guys have those ice cream cakes with the blue frosting? Yeah, I want one of those. Actually, no, I want two of those. Yeah, that's it. Oh, cookies? Yeah. Send it. 45 minutes, all right. What do you mean that's not healthy? Protein. Oh, that's gonna hit the spot. That's, I think I pushed it too hard. <laughs> Babe, will you put your oils on me? Your essentials. Uh. Uh. Babe, can you 
Draw me a bath and put some of that salt stuff in there. Babe! Fine, I'll just do it myself. She went for the jugular, didn't she? But she's not wrong, is she? Men, can we laugh at ourselves for a second? It's true. It's true. We would rather be tough than admit that there's something that we need. And, and, and on the surface, in this moment, it's, a, it's funny. But how many times, gentlemen, have you been suffering in silence and God gave you a partner to be there with you, to help you through it, to pray over you, to love you through it, and you keep it bottled up and you keep it in until finally it explodes to the top and everybody's like, where'd this come from? Because you were too tough to ask for help, right? You got to communicate where you lack because where you lack, God gave you a partner. And if he hasn't yet, he will give you a partner that has the other side that you need. Ladies, you're not off the hook. <laughs> not by any stretch. Because the fact of the matter is, is, ladies, you do something that's equally damaging. You play the guessing game. Stop making your spouse play the guessing game, would you please? These, oh, we're not laughing now. <laughs> Ladies, can I, can I ask you a favor? Can we delete something? Can we normalize not saying this? I hate when people ask to normalize anything. I want to slap them. Can we not say this? Well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. I don't know. You need to tell me. Look. Stop making your, we, look, men are flawed. Yes, we are. But if you tell us what you need, we will make it happen. But if you call us to guess, we're going to choose wrong. You got to be up front with what you need. So we've got a little video for you. One of my favorites, I may or may not have shown it here, but this illustrates the need to come to really communicate what it is that you need enjoy it's just there's all this pressure you know and sometimes it feels like it's right up on me and I can just feel it like literally feel it in my head and it's relentless and I don't know if it's going to stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most is that I don't know if it's ever going to stop. Yeah. Well, you do have a nail in your head. It is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there. Stop would... trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing. You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. See, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail See, you're out. not even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just... Sometimes it's like... There's this achy... I don't know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. That sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. 
Come on, if you would just don't try to see things my way. You know the mark of a good speaker that everybody in the room is ticked at them? Not just one side. I got the guys, I got the girls, I got the back exit, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Vans parked out back, getting zero to 60 in three days. We're going to be fine. Worship team, actually, just big chatty, I didn't ask you to do this before, but uh, can you bring those big old beautiful hands of yours up and just play something up here, you know, whatever God lays on your heart. You had four songs to choose from, whatever you want to do. Sorry, I was going to talk to you about it, but I'm a man and I forgot. But let's face it, I would have talked to you, but you're a man and you would have forgotten what I asked you to do, right? So, (laughs) you said, huh? I wasn't listening. (laughs) Ladies, can, 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 can you be real about what you need and don't make your spouse guess? And can we also do this when they offer good advice? Not mansplaining, like let's not be the guys that mansplain, right? For ladies, in case you didn't know what that means, it's, it's a joke, mansplaining is a joke, because I, I was just going to do that. Okay, never mind, all right. When you take a problem to your spouse and you communicate it with your husband, maybe, just maybe, something you could do is when they actually have a good idea... Let's apply that rather than yelling at them for having an idea, right? Because ladies, God gave you a gift. I'm seeing elbows flying everywhere. He's like, that's right, baby, I'm a gift. I should have came with a bow the day I married you. God gave you a gift in a husband who's, who's called to spiritually lead his house. But he can't do that if you're not interested in being honest about how you you need to be led and how you need to be helped. I mean, we're all guilty of it. Every husband's guilty of that very thing, of of trying to bottle it up and not ask for help. And every wife has been guilty of, 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 of the guessing game. If we would just communicate what we need to one another and then fight tooth and nail to do that for one another, can you imagine the fight? that you would save yourself from. You know what I'm saying? I bet heartache would, would drop through the basement. I bet your happiness in your marriage would skyrocket. I bet your sex life would never be better. I said sex life, yes I did. <laughs> if you think that's bad, you don't wanna to come to the last one. Number four. Go ahead and stand to your feet. I got to let you go. I just want to challenge you to be a, a person who communicates. Communicate. Remember, do it, number one. If you're not good at it, start practicing and you'll get better, right? Number two, communicate your intentions. Do not go by Alexis and not tell your wife until Christmas morning. Christmas dinner will stink. 
right? Communicate your interactions. There should never be unaccounted for uh, the C's. You know what they are? I don't need to tell you all over again. Cash, conversation, clock, and, uh, and content. There should never be unaccounted for those things. And communicate where you need them. Communicate your incompleteness. Not because you don't have what it takes in and of yourself, but because God gave you a gift and you complete each other. Amen? Now, I bet some of you are looking back at moments in your life and in your marriage and in your relationships, maybe the ones you were dating or, the, or, your, or your marriage, and you're seeing backwards and thinking to yourself, wow, if I would have known this then boy, would things be a lot different now, right? But here's the thing I want you to understand, and this is so important. This message is not about your past. It's about your future, okay? I'm not interested in what you did wrong. I'm not interested in where you fell short. Now you know. Now you've been told. Now you've been equipped. Now you have no excuse. Go and do it. Communicate. And allow that person to be who God created them to be for you. And I promise it will change your relationship. Amen? Amen. Listen, I got to pray and let you go. And, and uh, Chaz is going to lead us a little bit. If you need prayer for anything, if you need prayer for your marriage, if you need prayer uh, that you would be better at communicating, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and you'd like to talk about that, we want to pray for you. If you just need more of God in your life, I want to ask my, my, my prayer team, my elders, if you want to come on up, any staff around, we want to pray for you. Like now, go ahead and make your way up front now, yeah. I, that wasn't a guessing game. I told you what I really needed. Now, now give it to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So let me pray. And if you need us, we're here. We want to pray for you. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it all starts there. You want healthy relationships? It begins with a relationship with God. Don't leave here without getting that part taken care of. It's the most, relation, more, most important relationship you're ever going to have. So I'm going to pray. Altar's open. If you need prayer, we're here. If you got to go, you can go. Father, I just thank you for each and every person in this room. Father, I just pray that we would be people who communicate, that we would not be afraid to communicate those things, our intentions, our interactions, and our incompleteness, because we all need you, and we all need each other. We need our spouses, and we need to walk in lockstep with one another, and so I pray that you would put your hand on marriages in this building and that you would put your hand on dating relationships in this building and that you would prepare the future for those who may not yet be dating. And Father God, for anybody here who just is, is struggling, I just pray that you would be that friend that sticks closer than a brother. Last week we learned about being selfless. Help us to walk in a selfless manner. Today we learn about being one who communicates. Help us to learn to communicate well. And as we do all these things, God, I believe it's going to transform the landscape of our relationships in this world. But let it start with us and let it start now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need us for prayer, we're here. If you got to go, you can go.